Now for a very special edition of Hashtag We Are CLC, I'd like to invite up the Naga team, Brian, uh, Caitlin, and Jocelyn, among others. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Caitlin, Jocelyn, and Brian. Um, and we have just the awesome privilege of sharing with you um, kind of the takeaways and, and what God has been teaching us through the mission trip that we went on um, in, at the end of February. And if you have been with us and following um, last week, a few other people on our team shared kind of the uh, history and the culture of the Naga people, um, which is in India, and also kind of what we did there at the orphanage with these kids. And, um, and so today we're different people, and <laughs> we're going to be sharing kind of what God um, God taught each each of us. And so, of course. Um, so, in preparing to go on this trip, I had two two main prayer requests. The first one was, God, please help me connect with these kids in some way, and the second one was, God, please give me the 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 strength and the courage to be able to listen for Your Holy Spirit and to just do whatever He says, to do it. Um, and I can say right now that God took those requests and he answered both of them. And through his provision, I came to really love these kids. Like, I love them so much. Um, we spent the week um, doing, doing life with them. We lived at the orphanage with them, uh, woke up with them, ate with them, played games and taught Bible stories and crafts and um, had really powerful times of worship um, and, and prayer. And on top of that, all the other fun and silly moments of like playing telephone and with the language barrier. I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult sometimes. Um, and singing, you know, Celine Dion and, and all this stuff with the kids. It was just, it was, I don't know how anybody couldn't fall in love with these children. Um, and so for me, it still kind of hurts being here and not being with them. And I still think about them every day. Um, but what was so special is that God taught me a little bit more of who he is through these children. Um, he taught me about his character, about his selflessness, and his servant's heart, and his faithfulness, um, and his unconditional love. And specifically, I want to highlight one story. Um, there's a nine-year-old boy named Varekan, and he is the cutest boy. He's like, he reminds me of a minion kind of because he's like always smiling and like giggling like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something like that. So that's immediately what I think of when I think of him. And he, he, on the last morning, um, everybody was very emotional. We were uh, exchanging letters and gifts and we were crying with each other. And um, I, I get a knock on the door and he kind of like peeps his head in, you know, smiling as he always is. And he like motions me to come over. And um, he hands me this, this envelope thing that he made. And he says, for you. And then he just runs back upstairs. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I love notes and stuff, so I'm going to save this. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it later. Um, and it wasn't until a few days later I was at the airport uh, at, in New Delhi. And nobody was around me. I think the team was doing other stuff. And I sat there, and I took out the envelope. And then I opened it. And... Um, and this is what it says. Here, can you hold that? And this, this is a nine-year-old boy, okay? I, wa 
I want to give, but I don't have anything. But please take this money. Uh, please take this money in this pamphlet. Come back. Bye, bye, bye. See you again. Bye. Um, and inside the envelope, he actually included uh, two coins. It's three rupees. It's like four cents. Um, but as I sat there in the airport, I just, I just wept. Like, um, I think so many different emotions, right? Um, I was touched by just this simple, very beautiful act of love. Um, and, and, and I love him, so it just meant a lot. But I think also in that moment, God was teaching me. He was reminding me of, of his great sacrifice. He gave everything for us, and he was reminding me of his unconditional love. And beyond that, um, he used this nine-year-old boy to show me what loving God and living for him looks like. It looks like giving everything. And so every single day I think about Varakan, and I, and I think about these coins, and, and I pray that for him— just as silly as this, you know, he, he may not have thought anything of these coins, um, but he gave what little he had because maybe he, he liked me or he, you know, felt some love for me. And so my prayer every day has been, I pray that he would continue to grow and to know who Jesus is and then give everything to him. Um, and and that's, what I, that's what I hope for myself. And I pray for all of you guys as you reflect on your own walks with the Lord, like, do you love him? Like, would you give your entire lives to serve him and walk with him? And I'd just leave you with that. Okay. If any of you have ever thought about going on a mission trip, I want to encourage you to really, really pray about it and be open. Be really open to what God is telling you. You've never, ever too owed to go on a missions trip. I went on my first one when I was 52, and now I've gone on three of them. And that's pretty miraculous for someone who I thought I was never going to be the missionary type. I'm not an adventure seeker or a thrill seeker. I like modern luxuries like flushing toilets and hot showers and paved roads. And, you know, the trips aren't necessarily going to be easy, but they will be rewarding. Unfortunately, I've gotten sick on every trip. But it was during those times of weakness that God often spoke to me and blessed me the most. Resting gave me extra time to spend reading the Bible, praying, and fellowshipping with the orphans and their caregivers. Being sick also reminded me of how much I needed to depend on God and sometimes let others, even the orphans, care for me. So pray and be open and listen to your heart. If there's even a tiny inkling that God is calling you to go on a mission, I encourage you to really consider it because you will be blessed. All right. I have a confession to make. One month ago, when I stood on this very stage to share about why I wanted to go on this trip, I was very unsatisfied with my answer. I, uh, it was just one of those things that I felt like I needed to go to. Like there was a gentle hand behind me pushing me to go forward. Um, why did I want to go on this trip? I didn't know. But I embarked on this journey with the full intention of listening for him to tell me the answer. So, building off of what Joycelyn said, 
if any of you guys feel like there's a slight nudge that God's trying to give you to do something for him, maybe you just need to take a leap of faith, even though you're not sure. He taught me three things on this journey. Number one, the value of simplicity. When Jesus told the rich young ruler to go and sell everything that he had to follow him, he didn't say that just because it was charity. He did it because he knew what was best for him. Because how could you follow Christ when you have so many other idols in your life that you prioritize over him? When, you have, when all you have is nothing, there's a lot to go around. Number two, our God is not the God of this church. He's not the God of the USA, but the God of the world. One of those nights, I just couldn't go to sleep. I went outside and I, to look at the stars. I saw the classroom light was open, and I went inside. Um, inside, I saw this little girl. She was scribbling on a sheet of paper. Trigonometry. I started talking to her, and um, she, uh, she told me that she thought that traditional tangku clothing is very beautiful. That she was sad because she felt like a lot of people her age, a lot of girls her age, were abandoning their culture in order, in order to pursue westernized clothing. Brothers and sisters, we ought to be careful. Our God doesn't care about what we wear. He doesn't even care about what our culture is, as long as we love him and as long as we honor him. Number three, self-worth. That same girl went on to write me a letter. In it, she wrote, Brian, you are a good person. May you have a good life and a long life. Be a good person forever. Kid, what do you know? If you could only peer into my heart. God... What do you see? Because you know what, Brian? Even though you felt like you were unqualified for this trip, I can still use you. And with every interaction I have with them, and every blessing, every game we played, every laughter, every cry, as I boarded that car, and I looked back in the window to see them crying, I turned away. And all I could say was, yes, Lord, you were right. Thank you.